Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we are talking to Mortal Disguise. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Rick, Steve, Aaron, Steven, and Jay from Mortal Disguise. How you guys doing? Excellent. Excellent. It's great to see you guys. Uh, sadly, I have yet to make it to a, like a show um, for you guys, but I definitely love the, um, the debut album you guys put out, Abstract Dimensions. It's totally reminding me of like old school, um, kind of that technical metal um, bordering on death metal um, that, you know, like I think of like Forbidden um, Death. Um, even some like destruction, uh, and even some elements of Voivod, uh, which I thought was super cool. Uh, so I was curious, uh, how did you guys all get together? How did the band Mortal Disguise get get started? Actually, I got a hold of Steve, the drummer. Um, it must have been like late 2018. I suggested we possibly start a project, maybe get something going, try to find some uh, musicians that we felt comfortable with jamming with and we ended up hooking up i hooked ended up hooking up with jay at ironically at a death angel concert death angel and overkill was we awesome. met and we uh exchanged numbers and well i mean i've known him for a few years before that but as far as the jamming thing mm-hmm. uh, we discussed the possibilities of jamming and uh he come out we worked on some songs and uh it ended up working out and um after that I hit Aaron up, who God. used to be in a band yeah. called Antisocial Degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also known Aaron since I was a young kid. I yeah, mean, I've known yeah. Aaron for probably 30 years. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, long time. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Turned out uh, he liked the material that we were coming up with. And I mean, we all just, we all liked the material, basically. Um, it took a minute to write the, enough stuff to at least play a show. Which our first show we only played, I think maybe four or five songs in a cover, maybe uh-huh. at Kelly Bar and Hamtramck. Uh, that was with Harry Queen and UDI, I believe. Oh, cool! Um, oh, yeah, it's nice right. a keep away. It was like a bunch of punk bands, but it was cool though. And, you know, it worked out. It was all punk bands. Unfortunately, they closed the venue down. But uh, yeah, that was our first show, and that was probably like that was was September it? of 2019. Yeah. Oh wow! So not too far. I mean, so you. Yeah, because that's what I remember. I, I thought you guys had gotten together pre-pandemic. Um, yeah. Did, yeah. Recorded, did some shows, and then boom. Yeah, exactly yeah right. we played maybe, I don't know, maybe like maybe like three, four shows, and then COVID. I think, that was, that. I think we had shows lined up. We played we one play. show during the COVID. Like, right, we played at, at, uh, at the Ritz. The Ritz, yeah. yeah. Right when it was like almost coming out before they like went back down again. When yeah. bars had those like weird hours where everything had to be over like by ten, you know, limited capacity. Yeah, uh, that was uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Well, yeah, we had a bit of a roadblock going on with that COVID thing as we were starting to try to get things moving. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, the real gipper was we had a show that was actually sold out to open up for Possessed and Pestilence in the oh, Black Mariah world. Uh, at Harpo's, and this show was sold out. We were so bummed out because they shut everything down a week before, a yeah. week before the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. One week before that show, they <laughs> shut everything 
down for what a year or two <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. Just terrible oh man and oh yeah that would have been that would have been killer um <laughs> yes it would have yes oh, right. <laughs> we were ready we were ready to go we're stoked we're stoked <laughs> for sure that would have been awesome so i'm curious like uh you know i have my take on on the music that you guys are making but what do each of you feel like i and and maybe the question is like what influenced you what what was your kind of uh driving influence to make the music that you are making with mortal disguise and we can just go around the horn and we'll, we'll start with rick we lost you for a minute oh yeah you're, there you're back totally you're back, back. All right. And you're yeah. louder too. I I found the volume. <laughs> you want to start the question over? Go ahead. Yeah, sure. I'll do that. All right. So, um, the question was more about the the music of Mortal Disguise and the influences that led you guys to want to play that music. Um, so, I was thinking like you know each of you individually, what do, what do you love about the music you're making right now, and what influenced you, or what kind of drove you to want to make that music? Uh, so let's start with Rick. Um, I would say for me personally, when I was a young kid, I was really into Iron Maiden an awful lot. Um, Dave Murray, particularly, um, probably Jimmy Page, definitely Glenn Tipton, Judas Priest, obviously. Um, you know, and then it progressed into like the, the crazier stuff, like you know, back then, which was considered crazier, was like Metallica, you know, yeah. And then I just found the German thrash metal stuff, you know, and then it went into death metal and black metal and so forth, basically. In a nutshell, I guess you could say, you know. Right. And, and does, um, so, do you, do you do you feel that those? Is there any particular band that you feel like is most exhibited in the music you're making right now? As far as me personally, I'm very influenced by a band from Florida called Nasty Savage. Uh, I've been a huge fan of them for many, many years. Yeah. To me, it's just one of them bands where I just love the, the just the style of the music. You know, it's just to me, it's a very inspirational to me. Cool. And uh, yeah, you say destruction. I'd have to say destruction also as well for sure. Yes. And then of course, death, carcass. You know, I mean, I can go on and on with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to go there. <laughs> uh, Steve, how about you? I don't know. Started drumming about age ten. I uh, my earliest influence was Oh, hello, So, you know, Stuart Copeland was a very early influence, Steve Smith and Journey. And then when I discovered metal, obviously, Nicola McBrain. Dave Lombardo is my ultimate number one influencer, as nice. you can probably tell. Um, but there are others along the way as music started changing, you know, Steve Flynn from Atheist with his super duper technic, you know, yeah. technicality. Um, you know, just every band that was thrash coming out in the mid to late eighties uh, will pretty much influence anything that I'm doing now. And that's, that's my wheelhouse, you know, that's yeah. just my wheelhouse. I'm not a blaster or a gravity blast, you know, I'm too old for that, but that's, that's, that's why you can basically tell it's, mainly trash kind of beats you yeah. know it sounds good though man sounds awesome uh aaron how about you i'm based on everything yeah so i started out years ago i got into metal and i had a rick me with that band i had a band he's come see scott called scar of rod vandermoss it was a lot of speed metal death metal stuff 
But I basically like everything from like Johnny Cash to Black Sabbath to Slayer to Sepultura. So, I mean, if I had written this album, it would have been completely different. Rick made it completely interesting. <laughs> like, I never would have thought that someone risky came out. I was like, dude, I never that's like cool with it. That's awesome. You know, sounds pretty sweet. I like that. Yeah. I have pretty shit, I guess. <laughs> we try to keep that interesting, yeah, a little bit technical, a little bit progressive, but yeah, not over the top like a yeah. lot of bands do. Not it's like Jesus. We just want to keep things interesting, basically. <laughs> yeah. So that's catching and whatnot. You know. I say, oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> How about you, Jay? Uh pretty much everything as well. You know, back to like Judas Priest. You know, Ted Nugent. <laughs> You know, stuff like that, Alice Cooper, and then you get in the 80s thrash, you know, Metallica, Nuclear Assault, Overkill, Death Angel, all that stuff, Slayer. You know, when I when I first started jamming with these guys, the reason I joined, because it just sounded different. You had like, these little elements, I couldn't pinpoint what I was hearing, but I liked it. And just, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, let's see how this works out. And it's really progressed into something cool. Awesome. Awesome. And Steven, how about you? Because I, I love your vocals, man. They're Oh, awesome. uh, yeah, for, for this particular project, I uh, I pretty much bring in like the early heavy metal roots, uh, the priests. Uh, I love the band Accept. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of the bands like about twenty years ago, like Mastodon and Gojira, when they first came out, I was really into that kind of stuff. Uh, but a lot of my roots is mostly like punk industrial metal. I love Ministry, Godflesh, yeah. Fear Factory. The, oh, those yeah. are kind of that's the kind of vocals I kind of like grew up on with my metal. Cool. So that's kind of what gives me inspiration for sure. Excellent. So, um, yeah, I know you guys are, are back to doing shows and stuff, but are you, uh, planning to follow up with, uh, some more music? Uh, what are the plans for, for mortal disguise coming up in the next few months? Well, we have a show coming up here with 10 bands, um, at, the Diesel on June, Saturday, June 25th. And that should be a good show. We're going on at 10.30 on the main uh, the main theater stage there. There's a bar stage and the theater stage. We get, we're going on the theater stage, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, after that show, we're going to focus on writing new material. I have the same artist working on artwork for the next release. Um, Brian Thuringer, actually. Oh, cool. us mentioned him on Facebook a few times, but the guy's a really great, excellent artist. Yeah, the um, cover on that, your first one is fantastic. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, that, that, that was that's probably the best cover I've ever seen. Yeah, he's done work for a couple of other local bands yeah. around here too. I was really oh, surprised. So where, where's he? Where's he from? Is he, he's local then? Uh, he's in Arizona, but he's from Michigan though. Oh wow, cool. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah, he did really good work for us. Brian um, yeah. yeah. Um, anyhow, as far as like new material, we have about two songs as a band pretty much musically in the works, and we're going to shoot for like eight songs on the next release. Um, we're going to take our time this time around and probably go with a different studio even. But like I said, though, that's in the works right now. But after this next show, that's basically what we're primarily going to focus on is writing new material. Cool. In yeah. the next yeah, yeah that's some good some really good, good gigs get offered to us our way possibly we'll take them you know but we're yeah, going to focus yeah. on writing if anything cool for the next so, month. so what is that process like for you guys is it um uh 
like one guy comes up with a riff or something that's an idea and then you kind of run with it in the do you do it old school which to me is old school like everybody gets together in a room so you we start jamming something starts gelling you go oh yeah that's cool and you record as you go or is it more like somebody goes away comes up with like pretty much a fleshed out tune and then the, the rest of you guys go oh yeah i want to tweak this or this or change the tempo or that kind of stuff yeah, that's more like it. I would say it's mainly Rick's brainchild. He comes in with the majority of the risk. Awesome. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, put it this way, Chuck. You you mentioned the band Death. Um, I guess you could say I'm like a hybrid of Chuck Shoulder, so to speak, because I write primarily the music. I'm not trying to boast either, but that's yep. just how it goes. I write the majority of the stuff on acoustic. I don't even play it on electric until I I'm happy with what how it, the idea comes up with on acoustic. Then I okay. try it out on electric. And if I like the way the way the wrists sound on electric, not the wrists, but just the song, just the, the structures, if they sound the arrangements come out good on electric, we go with it. And I don't just say, look, we're doing this. I want everybody's opinion. I want it. And it's yeah. if everybody if anybody else has something to throw at the table, we work with it. Like the song Ceremony of Resistance. Aaron wrote probably pretty close to half yeah. of the parts of that song. Even that me and Rick were still writing helping each other write our own riffs. Rick's like, oh, you need an extra there. And then yeah, we the band. You know, I think you, <clears throat> the drummer Steve was just like, We do these stops or slow down here. And even like you were like had ideas yeah. about oh what's you know. Well, it actually, it actually, we do this longer and shit like Yeah, there's that. parts, there's like parts of like sometimes when you make a mistake, but it actually sounds cool. So you kind of like the mistake becomes like a part. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that sounded good. As far as lyrics go, I, that's basically on Steven. He does, he handles most of the lyrics. I think okay. I might have wrote me a couple measures there and there. You know, but you know, back to that though, I just want to show like uh, Rick will come up with like the name of the song. I've never done this in other bands. Yeah. Song, it kind of gives me the uh, idea of where to go with it, and he he'll come up with a few lyrics too. So sometimes, oh, yeah, yeah. yes, oh, cool. Yeah, it's like uh, it's where we name the song before I even write one lyric, and then I kind of <laughs> give you know, what the, what the name of the song, what he can go with as far as the lyric writing yeah, so goes. What's that one? We got the heathen curse coming. Uh, heathen curse. Yeah, that's about a, it's about a witch trial, right? We're just and I'm gonna go off the top of my head, but I'm gonna make up a story. But he came up with the idea, so it's going to be like that easy. I like it like that, you know? Yeah. I basically throw musical ideas at everybody, and it just sounds, it's thrown into a blender, and somehow it, they form into songs. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It works out really good like this. You know, and if these guys ever want to throw anything in the time the table, it's, it's great. You know, that's fine. Yeah, usually it's like, we uh, every song I think has been a little bit molded by everybody in the band. Yeah. Rick's got like the big portion, we come and start chipping it away, changing stuff here or there. <clears throat> You know, extended parts, putting extra notes, man. Okay, that riff's not working. You got to write something different there. Right. But uh, for the most yeah, part, most everybody puts different. in yeah. their fair share yeah, of effort yeah. as far as this, yeah. as far as putting the songs together, the structuring of them, and everything. It's it's a pretty even deal as far as that goes. Cool. Yeah. As far as yeah. like, so, songs. can you know you you? I th I think it's really cool that idea of like, here's a you know here's like Stephen here's a theme go for it and, and flesh that out. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And so I'm kind of wondering, and it made me think about the cover art. Do you kind of give a uh, an overall direction you want the artist to go with? Um, or do you just say, just come up with something cool? No, no. Me and Brian went back and forth on the uh, the cover for Abstract Dimensions uh, on how the concept was of what I was what, what I was looking at as far as the cover. Yeah, uh, I could tell you briefly what I come up with. Uh, there's a movie called Altered States that came out in uh, I believe it was like the late, the late '80s, a sci-fi movie that I just absolutely enjoyed. 
Okay. Uh, there's a scene where the guy in the movie was experimenting, experimenting, taking these wild mushrooms. Yeah. And he went on this trip and he somehow put his his soul went into the book of Revelations from the Bible, so to speak. So he suddenly saw that seven eyed or was seven eight eight eyed uh it's I think it's a it's a goat or a, or, or a lamb I think maybe it's a lamb and it was hanging on a cross and I that, that movie just free, always freaked me out I thought man that would be cool to put that onto an album cover somehow <laughs> I explained that to Brian and he told, just went with it and I could not he just did a stencil of it and I was blown away awesome and I just, yeah add this add this to it add that to it put a little smoke and mist in the background whatever and whatever I basically suggested he interpreted so cool and it just came out awesome. Wow, and you know what? It's going to be the same kind of idea, but I don't want to give it away yet. But yeah, it's, it's it going to be really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. That is it's that's wild. Really cool. Was was that movie? Uh, so you mentioned Alder States. Was that William Hurt when he was in like kind of like this isolation yeah. thing? Yeah. 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 No, I, I would recommend. If you want to see a trip to that movie? I'd recommend that to anybody. It's like an old. <laughs> yeah, it's really bizarre. Yeah, I remember that movie. It was wild. Oh, the movie. You will see, you will see the seven-eyed uh, lamb hanging out. You'll see it. I was watching a TV show and it came up. I like to. They're on the psych. Same thing. They're on some psychedelic shit. Someone got drugged. It was Pennyworth. That fucking pre-Batman bullshit show. Get you real quick. My phone. I rewinded and said, "Rick." I'm like, "What?" So I was kind of thinking, it's like an abstract dimension that he was in from that trip he was on. Yeah. So that's got the idea the concept of the whole thing from very cool that's awesome yeah. uh so um we we talked a little bit about you know kind of the origins of of the band um and i something i like to do a lot on fans with bands is talk about uh, like your your origin as uh, musicians and in particular um the very first album that you bought uh, so 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 <laughs> jay how about you what's the first album you bought and why did you buy it <laughs> trying to think here oh it's actually it was zz top is eliminator <laughs> nice <laughs> i don't know why yeah i just i dug them but you know just trying to get to the store back then when you were a kid was hard enough you know yeah Had enough money or whatever like that oh, I know. can't say nothing wrong about billy gibbons yeah no, no hell no yeah. Yeah. that guy was awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah. he had a band yeah. called out uh, moving sidewalks were also really good a lot of people don't know about oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, that you mentioned that, Rick, um, I didn't realize it until I watched that documentary that they had on Netflix, that, which was cool. Yeah, they mentioned that in the movie, and they are in the documentary, yes, they do, yeah. 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 That was wild. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aaron, how about you? I mean, the you? first one I ever bought me was that Chariots of Fire song, the classical music one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, I was a kid, I'm young, I'm the youngest guy here, so like, I was like, I think the first albums I was getting was like Michael Jackson and shit. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was in grade school. Everybody listened to that cat. Yeah, everybody. Right. So, um, yeah, that was probably some dumb shit. Uh, probably like literally like Bon Jovi and Def Leppard. Steve, how about you? Um, the first album that's kind of metal because I've been listening to these guys because I got like when I was a kid, I got like Beatles and Beach Boy albums and all that. But the first, yeah, album. First album that made me feel more metal was fucking Moving Pictures by Rush. When I heard that album, blew my pants off. I was just like, yeah, that's the shit. That's yeah. it right there. So that's it, that Moving Pictures, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, other Steve. Well, 
first one I remember getting, I had a 45 and you got another thing coming by Priest because I love that song from the nice. TV era when they showed videos. And then obviously <laughs> Police, the Synchronicity album because that, that song Synchronicity 2 was always on MTV and it just pummeled my, I thought it was one of the heaviest songs at that time because I was young, you yeah. know, 10 years old. And then uh, the first record I remember buying with my own money I want to say it was Twisted Sister, Stay Hungry. And yeah, yeah. And, and Van Halen, I still have that album. <laughs> and, uh, and then after that, you know, once I discovered Iron Maiden, that's when the floodgates opened for me. <laughs> the size of metal. So Excellent. That's the story there. Uh, Rick, how about you? Um, honestly, I'd have to say it was Kiss Alive 2. Yeah. Nice. And I was in Kindergarten. And I was just... <laughs> Way by the by the photo the photos what they look like it was just as a little kid in kindergarten just staring at the way they looked was just mind blowing as a little kid but then I listened to the music you know hundred thousand years some of these songs you know love gun and all that it was just deuce I mean the songs back then were just so cool as a young kid you know when I discovered Kiss it was just Kiss was the thing right there I think everybody had the Kiss everyone liked Kiss but yeah it was it was the Kiss alive my parents they hid the album on me they didn't want me listening every chance they got if they see it somewhere it would disappear they'd hide it on me for one they didn't want me listening to it they thought it was satanic probably you know or but it was yeah it was pretty funny but anyhow yeah that was definitely. Probably my first album for sure. <laughs> me, me and my buddy out as kids one year for Halloween. Oh, you know? oh yeah. That's, you know, when we were kids, like 11, 12 years old or whatever. Never liked to be the bass player. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one wanted to be my sister. What's his name? Uh, no, I, I think it was Catman. Yeah. Well, I used to really, or, or, uh, or uh, Star uh, Child. Simmons, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I want to be that. <laughs> I remember I liked that. Solo H Daily album. I liked that a lot too. Yeah. At the time back then, yeah. Oh fun. yeah, I remember those uh, the solo albums. I had them. I don't know what the hell I did with them. Um, I like the Ace one the best. Yeah, I think everybody liked the Ace one the best. I think yeah. that's the, best. the one I stole the most too. Yeah, the I I can barely remember the Paul Stanley one, but I remember cringing even then as a kid. Going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The posters looked good. They yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about the elder? That was just a real cringer. Oh. <laughs> I was like, right, I'm not into Kiss anymore. I think I'll listen to Deep Purple. Just or something. Uh, I'm trying to remember if it was if it was the guys from uh, maybe it was Centenary maybe or um, shit. Somebody had a they like when they were uh, heading to shows. They would listen to like this some kind of mixtape they had of. Um, of Paul Stanley, all the times that he'd do, yeah, or oh, yeah. <laughs> I listened to the Centenary one the other day just to hear, yeah, yeah. I remember they were talking about that. They had a mixtape or something. I'd, have to... <laughs> I'd love to hear that. Me too. <laughs> Frost one with Tom G. Warrior, all his oohs and haze. It's on you. Oh, it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> all his oohs and haze. It is great. That and the isolated vocals of David Lee Roth, you know. Oh my God! <laughs> the running with the devil one is a, is a fucking nutbuster. It's so fucking. It sounds like some drunk guy yelling in an alley or something. <laughs> uh, I had not thought yeah. of that before, but that is exactly what it is. That, that, that one drunk guy that you see in the back. Yeah. Ah! 
Oh, God, that's funny. Another question about kind of origin thing is uh, first concert you went to. Uh, so, Rick, what, what was the first concert? Uh, it's, a, it's, it's kind of a toss up. It was either it was either Jay Giles or the Who. But um, oh. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Who's Farewell Tour. And it was 1983, I believe, or 82. Wow, nice. It was in the Dome. The Clash opened up. That was when punk was just hated. As bad as disco, even. Yeah. The Clash, they got booed off after three songs. Joe Strummer, Gibson, Les Paul fired into the crowd. And then all I seen was somebody holding up the the, 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 the headstock of that guitar a couple minutes later. The guitar got destroyed. Oh, they were hard. I couldn't believe it. And I thought they sounded good. I was about 13 years old. I thought the Clash sounded great. Yeah. But they got really booed off the stage after like maybe three to five songs. They were booed right off the stage. They said, fuck me, try to off the stage. <laughs> Absolutely phenomenal, and that was the uh, it's our tour, I believe it was. Oh wow! Well, you that know, was supposed to be tour. That's kind of funny because you know, you would think. I mean, because the to me the the who have kind of like punk origins. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. It, it seems yeah. like the Clash and the Who would. That's a good mix. I like the Clash. Now would be a great show. You know, made back then people just didn't think the same way. <laughs> Right. Go back then, disco and punk were very well yeah, hated yeah, by the rock. They, they did people. do kind of a couple of discoish type songs. Yeah. And they did do yeah. some yeah. Yeah. Did well they had these synthetic drums that were just going oh, <laughs> really yeah. loud loud and abrasive. And I guess maybe that was pissing people off too. But yeah. <laughs> Shortly <laughs> after that it was like the Jay Gals and the motels at, at Pine Knob. And that, oh, was, nice. that was that was kind of cool. But I mean I I come I mean very it didn't take me long to start getting into metal put it that way yeah like i heard i hated you pretty shortly after that nice the who you know and all that and i just most definitely liked metal more than like the classic rock stuff yeah what was your first uh metal show that you went to do you remember uh, um it's a tough call really it might have been like iron maiden I mean, Real, maybe. Nice. <laughs> it was probably halloween, halloween. Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As far as metal, because I was so young, I didn't really go to oh, play. Yeah, concerts, I went to, really. yeah, I remember that's probably my first metal show. Really? Uh, awesome. Was, uh, bowling alley. Well, I remember uh, seeing Halloween at, at Freedom Hill when it used to be nothing but a hill. It wasn't an amphitheater back then. Oh, geez. Mm. It oh, was really yeah. just a hill. They called it Freedom Hill. It wasn't even, you know, and we went on the hill and watched Halloween play, and it was really cool. That's awesome. Sixteen-year-old kid, you know, that was really, really fucking radical. I remember going to um, Rock of Ages in Garden City to go buy that. Album. Oh yeah, that was a great store. Oh, I love going there. So yeah. your house. Yeah. It's still a cool store, actually. Yeah, I haven't been in a while, so I got to go back there and check it out. Because yeah, that used to be the I mean, place for metal. Reach there anymore like they used to, but it's still a relatively cool store for anybody. Like if you're a collector of like. You know, like record, like vinyl or CDs. I mean, they still got a nice selection of music in there for sure. Yeah, they used to have all those bootleg videos too. Like, uh huh. Fuck yeah, ton of bootleg videos. Like, fuck. It'd be like Ingvake's rehearsal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could have been anybody. <laughs> Yeah, too. We had the Snake Pit at Nine Mile the Van Dyke. Pit was yeah. the best. Nine Mile Van Dyke, the Snake Pit. Yeah, on Snake Pit. Yeah, oh, I, I go there. If I missed a concert at Blondie's, they would have it on B on VHS. They'd have it there, and the guy would let us sit there and watch the concerts from Ron. From, oh, the, really? From oh, shit. Yeah. 
bootlegged the concerts, they'd film them, and they'd give them to John at Snake Pit to sell to people. Oh, we'd sit there and watch. We'd watch, we'd watch Coroner or whatever, or whoever played at, at Blondie's. They'd have it on video there to watch. That's awesome. We just go in there and watch them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. so, so, Steve, how about you? What was your uh, first uh, concert and then first metal concert? My first concert, I was probably very young, five or six years old. I was forced to go to see John Denver with my parents. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that was very sunshine on my shoulders, whatever you want to say. But, uh, you know, Alabama here and there. But then my first metal show that I actually paid my own money for, 1988, ACDC and L.A. Guns. Nice. Uh, at at uh, Joe Lewis Arena. Nice. And uh, I was. I was kind of into LA Guns at that time, you know, not so much the glam scene at that time. I liked GNR and I liked LA Guns. Yeah. Some Motley Crue, yeah. you know. Um, but LA Guns had that distinctive sound, like they were just kind of on the edge, you know. And I, yeah. I was kind of see that one, you know. I think it was what's what's his name, Kelly Guns, right? Tracy That's, Guns. Tracy Guns, yeah. Um, his guitar sound was cool. I mean, on that that yeah. first album. Kind of and Steve good. Riley was on drums on that first record who came from Wasp, you know, from Last right. Man. Yeah. And, uh, inside the Electric Circus. Yeah. I think he played one too. Awesome. But yeah, you know, that's pretty much it. Cool. ACDC and LA. <laughs> uh, if you consider that metal. Yeah. If you consider that metal. Now, if it's metal, metal real it's metal. It's heavy. It's heavy. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, Aaron, how about you? It was Metallica. Metallica. I don't remember. I, I, is it, I, think, I want to say they just toured for the fuck of it before the Black Album came out. <laughs> and then the Black Album came out. We, we actually we got an advanced copy of it. My buddy, we called him Metallica Mike. I remember sitting in the back of his car just going, this fucking sucks. Like my other, <laughs> was that first metal show? Was, yeah, I think it was before they released the album. So they don't think they did any of the songs like After Justice for All. So I, I listened to this shit. And at that point, Metallica, at that point in my life, was probably my favorite band of all time. Yeah. From, from all the Just for All is all right, but like I liked, it was like, that was like my Bible voice. Like nothing. Yeah. And I remember hearing that Vance copy in my buddy's car. I'm like, it fucking sucks. <laughs> like, he's like, fucking car walk. I'm like, fucking just might take your fucking shitty little CD with me. But he's just a coaster. <laughs> I do this day, I seen him play. Some of the songs live later, and they sound a little bit better. I'm like, why don't you record that version instead of the shitty Bob Rock or Bruce bullshit? Yeah. You know, <laughs> they cut the rest of those songs out, and then you know, I, I remember that disappointment as well, man, because um, I I was big into Metallica at that point in time and a bunch of other bands, but um, went to school kids in Ann Arbor because they were having like a you know first listening of it, you know, and they played it. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I guess, it, I guess it opened the up for a lot of bands that probably wouldn't have been as big as they got because of that. Oh, I know. For you sure. Know, but, that, but, but that's the argument. I think they're already on that incline, and I, yeah, I think they could have done anything. They could have taken yeah. Justin for all part two and still been that big. Yeah. And then maybe yeah. fall off the next time and did look. I knew a, I knew a guy. When I was in my uh, army training for my job. This guy, this kid, he's uh, younger than me. He thought the Black Album was the first album. I 
Jay, how about you? What was the first concert, Jay, first metal concert? concert? I can't remember the name of the band. I think when with church group. I was really young. There's some Christian rock band. I was Petra. Petra. Striper. Oh, I've actually hey, seen Striper. <laughs> Someone gave me tickets. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go. They can rip. They rip. Yeah, they're good musicians. Yeah. Uh, well, they actually well, look like hot chicks on that first album. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the first metal show I went to was actually that Monsters of Rock Festival that was at the Silverdome. That was oh. the first time. And that was my first time seeing Metallica. That was yeah. my first time seeing Metallica, too. So I was on a podcast show. That was. Uh, I got a good first metal show for you guys, real quick. Royal Oak Music Theater, Armored Saints, Wasp, and Metallica Ride the Lightning Tour. Oh, my yeah. God. After that, we left to go to the bar to go see Seduce play. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the best metal night ever. Oh nice. my god, that is awesome! Slayer, Slayer and Overkill around that time, even that was the Rain and Blood tour. Right when Rain and Blood came out, Tom Moran, it was at the uh, Royal Music Theater. And oh, Tom Moran is going. I hope we don't scare you guys too much, but we're going to play you some new stuff. And it was songs from the Rain and Blood album. It was <laughs> mind blowing at the time. That was with Overkill opening too. Yeah, I, I remember hearing Angel Death that first time. My head phone. Yeah, was down, like, holy shit! Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I You know, it took me a a minute to get into Slayer because, um, like you know, some early stuff for me was, uh, you know, as far as heavy stuff, Sabbath, um, Maiden, and um, then progressed into like you know Queensrÿche and. Uh, Armored Saint, and then got into Angel Witch. I was huge into Angel Witch. Um, yeah, the um, but anyway, I was uh, uh, where was I going with that story? Fuck, I can't remember now. <laughs> uh, oh, I remember. Uh, as far as like uh, just you know checking out Metallica and early bands, but it also reminded me of you know uh, Stephen when you said you saw Seduce, because um, I saw those guys at the. Um, the second chance, which is now the Nectarine Ballroom in Ann Arbor, um, playing wow. some little metal thing, and I'm like, and they were they were actually like, um, so David Black is like sitting outside. He'd gone there used to be a, a Burger King there, and he's eating a he's eating a hamburger sitting on sitting on the in the in the gutter basically. He's got the hair out to here, you know. They go, holy, holy shit, you're the guitar player in Seduce. He goes, hey man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, their hair used to be literally oh about God, two or like three feet high, high with yeah. hair aquanet. It would literally stick up that really high. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, why would yeah. they do that? Poison. <laughs> oh, no. No. Uh, yeah. yeah, Chuck Burns. You know, he was the drummer. Fucking. Yeah. Great musician, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool dude. Yeah. Real nice dude. Uh, shit. So, anyway. Um, so yeah, um, as far as, uh, Steven, oh, so was that your first metal concert? I can't think of what the first metal concert, I know the first hard rock metal band I ever saw was Rat. Oh, nice. Uh, I saw them at Pine Knob, Billy, they opened up for Billy Square, and I didn't like Billy Square at all, so I was just there for the Rat show. <laughs> yeah. I, I was kind of blown away. So Cliff Burton did his bass solo. Uh, uh, do, 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 do. Uh, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Uh, <laughs> Crazy. So, do you guys have any like uh, things you have to do right before the show, like pre pre show rituals? You like, you know, 
flip a quarter five times or something like that. We had the Jack Daniels. Rick and I used to have to drink like a fuck ton of beer, and then <laughs> Rick went sober. So I was like, well, "You're gonna be sober to show. I won't drink for the show." So I, this is the first band I think I played on stage sober in probably twenty years. Oh, me. cool! Cool. Oh, that's a Rick. So he so quitting so. drinking rubbed off on these guys in the right way. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they quit drinking. Hey, they tell me the show starts at eleven. I drink up until that point. But if it goes on later, I'm like, forget it. <laughs> you know, the Kaji Cafe show was like we're supposed to go at eleven, one at midnight. No, if I would have had one more beer. I would have been, I would have been that singer in the first band. <laughs> I was so drunk the first band. He's falling all over, knocking into things. I thought it was a stick, but I. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably looking for a new gig now. Flash <laughs> first uh, concert was at a vet VFW hall, and they Keith Morrison. They they they, they described their band. I read the story uh, as uh, we're like Led Zeppelin. So Keith Morrison was so fucked up. I think it was him. They threw him out before the band could play. So they snuck. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, 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 I do some stretching with the sticks in my arms, loosen up a little bit. Yeah, I like stretch my fingers. When I first get yeah. there, you yeah. know, if we're playing with uh other local bands. I like to see if they have shirts available, and I'll go around and buy them. You know, yeah. or who's playing with us. But yeah, basically, well, with drums, I'm setting up most of the time. Yeah, that, that's pretty much you know on my end setting up. I'll do some stretching with the sticks and the arms. But okay. you know, when we're playing with other bands, I try to support the other bands, and I like to get the t-shirts that we're playing with. You know. Yeah, that's a couple rum and coats prior. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you know. He does it. Yeah, luckily with this band, we all handle ourselves pretty well. As, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't drink, but I mean, these guys drink a little yeah, bit. But they don't like past bands yeah. I've been in before. We there's no problems with indulgence or anything like that. Oh That's yeah, probably, which is very cool. And, yeah. Except yeah. Aaron likes to masturbate, but oh, uh, man, you know that. <laughs> I'm out there just flipping in a flop. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you know, <laughs> the, the tension becomes too much, man. You gotta just knock one off, you know? Christ. Fuck yeah. You thought GG Allen was bad, eh? Uh, uh, then, you're like, <laughs> then you're like totally relaxed. You're like, all right, I can fucking do this now. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I apologize to the other. Came on. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can't run fast. It's not, you know, it's not their fault. Uh, I can catch really. Uh, no pants. No pants. So, if you guys could go, oh, if you guys could go anywhere in the world uh, to play a show, where would you like to go? And um, who would you like to have on the bill with you? Could be anybody, live or dead. Uh, Steven. Steven over here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, man, I don't know. Jeez, that's a yeah, one there. That's uh, really anywhere cool. in the world? Yeah. Somewhere over here would be sweet at one of those, like, metal fests. Those, I, I just, yeah. I got a feeling those metal fests over here are the, the shit. I mean, just, there's, like, 50 bands. I know we do it in America and all that, but I don't know. Yeah. There's one, Ministry's Maryland. doing one. Uh, there's one coming up right now that I really want to go see. Got a lot of fucking sweet bands. I can't remember the name of them right now, but 
Those got Alice Cooper's in it. I don't care about Alice Cooper's much. I love his old shit, but yeah, that's really not his fault. His, yeah. his old stuff is great. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, maybe like a download or docking or, or docking, vakin or um, rocking with docking and vakin. We're trying to get Anvil on the bill to give him a second shot at They're that. playing tonight. Are they? Yeah, no. they're down the man. The, tomorrow. They're playing tomorrow. Oh, like, tomorrow? Yep. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm actually, I'll, I'll be there. So. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can get down there then. See, see you know what that means? There. If Chuck's there, that means I'm there too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Jay, how about you? Where would you like to play in the world? Red Rocks uh, Amphitheater. Well, yeah. I need to. Yeah. And that place, <laughs> just beautiful. You know? Yeah. Have you, ever, so. have, have you ever been there before? No, I want to go. Yeah. Have you, Chuck? No, uh, that's definitely on the list. I mean, just to go, I don't, I mean, I, I do care what show I go to see, but I would definitely yeah. want to go check it out. Right on. Uh, Aaron, how about you? Where would you like to go jam? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck them and tell us the bullshit. I'm not going there. The place saying you're human. Oh my God. <laughs> Steve, how about you? Yeah, the fest be cool and everything, but yeah. being that, I grew up with the thrash metal. Why not San Francisco and just throw all the oh, thrash yeah, bands yeah. back? That's a good answer. You know, forbidden violence. I'm switching you know, my answer. Uh, you know, all those guys that came up and influenced influenced me. And, yeah. You know, Ruthie's in even. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but that'd be sweet. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Rick, how about you? I would say Sweden. I'd nice. like to go play. Oh, yeah. And I could probably name about 50 bands I'd like to play with from Sweden, but I would, um, I don't know, Edge of Sanity would be cool to play with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We could find a one to doing something, but or routing the people up to jam with them. But I mean, yeah. Sweden is good for me. I like a lot of bands from Sweden for sure. Yeah. 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 That's another uh, pilgrimage I want to go on is go over there. I mean, I don't even know if I'd find a band that, you know, I'd want to listen to or that would be playing there, but just to go, just to go check it out and see what it would be, what it's like, yeah. especially go to, you know, cause at, for me, like, as far as like getting into death metal, it was at the gates. And so I, I would like to go, you know, see where those guys hung out and, and, uh, yes. like Stockholm. Yeah. That would be the city. Gothenburg or Gothenburg. How are you saying? Oh, that? A lot of bands, a lot of great bands from there. Yeah. Yeah, tuned. Yeah, that was another one that was kind of pivotal. Right all in that same time, you know, Carcass had heart workout. Uh, I think it was terminal spirit disease came out and uh, entombed. I think left hand path maybe, or Wolverine. It was Wolverine Blues around that time. So. Yeah, I've seen entombed on that tour actually at the shelter. Oh. Or it might have been to, uh, to live to live, sharp, shoot straight and speak the truth tour. It might have been that one. Nice. But anyhow, they were really good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're really badass. Norway would be bad to visit uh, the hell. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Norway or Sweden, either one. Yeah. Yeah. I like metal quite a bit, too. Same here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be the 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 fjords that drive that, you know, that you, you just can feel. I mean, especially the atmospheric black metal, you know, it, it's like it just rolled right off the fucking ocean and came in. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Definitely. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I was just saying, guys, uh, thank you so much for being on Danes with Bands. Um, I've just got one last question. It's a controversial question that sometimes breaks up bands, so hopefully it won't impact you guys that way. Um, Don't do but... it right now. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but here it goes. Pineapple or no pineapple on pizza, Rick? Yeah. No pineapple on pizza. <laughs> no pineapple. No, no pineapple. I'd say no pineapple, Steve. Apple and ham is very tasty. I mean, can I eat it? I'd say yeah, yes. Pineapple on pizza. Yeah. I don't <laughs> give it up. At the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I really hate these fuckers anyway. Back to the washrooms. Hey, cancel my gig on the 25th. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're done. All right, awesome. Well, guys, thanks. So, thanks again for being on Fans of Band. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, All right, thanks a lot, Chuck. Thank All you right, for guys. having us. Yeah. Else, All right. Thank you. See ya. Hey, man. All right, yep. Thanks to Rick, Steve, Stephen, Aaron, and Jay for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. It was great to get a chance to talk with Mortal Disguise about all things metal, and in particular their latest album, Abstract Dimensions. Mortal Disguise is working on a new release which should be full of heavy technical riffs. Their next show is coming up on July 31st at the Sanctuary in Hamtramck. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>